You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hi, Melissa. Hey, Elisa. How are you doing today? I'm ready to go shopping. How about you? I'm always ready to go shopping. Ask I am so ready. Cards. Yeah, right. <laughs> I am so ready. I kind of already got a head start. <laughs> we'll talk about that today. Yeah. So before we get started, we should do a little housekeeping and let people know where they can find us if they want to get in touch, which would be the email address. Yep. You can email us. You can email us at podcast at geekishshowever.com. Send us questions and comments. You can also leave us a comment on the blog because it would be great to get something that isn't spam for once. Oh, please. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> our even, eyes, our eyes. Yes, really, exactly. We can't even discuss the kind of spam that we get. <laughs> you can also follow us on Twitter like listener Clive Hammett did. And you can follow us at Geekiest Show. And I bring up listener Clive because a few episodes ago, I lamented that the HomePod Mini had a cord and therefore I couldn't take it outside like I used to with my Amazon tap. But Clive suggested a device that is exactly what I'm looking for. And I'm going to talk about it a little bit more later on in the show. Little Sounds teaser good. there. Sounds good. So let's get those refresh buttons ready for Geekiest Show ever 345. It's our annual geekiest gift guide. Just in time for the holiday sales season. Wacky Wednesday, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Who knows this year? It seems the sales are going on each day that ends in Y. High tech, low tech. There's bound to be something here for every one of the geeks in your life. We also share some tips that won't cost you a dime. And if you shop with our links, we'll keep you safe and at home and out of the line. I'm going to start off with a little tip. If you use 1Password version 7 on your Mac, like Melissa does, and you wear an Apple Watch, we've got good news for you. You can unlock 1Password with your watch. Ta-da! Yay! So instead of having to type in your password or use the touch bar, you can, uh, you know, the little touch bar on on your computer, you can finally use your watch. And we've got a link in the show notes where you can read the article from 1Password. I think the one that is the one that you posted from iMore. Mm-hmm. It's on iMore. I, I, like, I like this one because it actually kind of walked you through it from like a user perspective. And I mm-hmm. thought that was really great. I got excited when I, I saw you post this in our show notes the other night. And I was like, oh, I, I, I saw this on Twitter. People were talking about it. And I kind of got excited. And then when I read it, I was like, oh, I, I need to update my 1Password. And I did. And sure enough, I configured it. And now I can unlock it with my watch have you tried it no because i'm still on one password six. Oh, okay you haven't upgraded yet okay yeah, well i gonna, tried it i'm gonna have to it's, keep my eye out during the holidays to see if they put version seven on sale because i still yeah, want just the license but we'll see mm-hmm. we'll see what happens yeah yeah we still have yet to explore that a little bit further and one of our listeners bob is gonna help us tinker with that and do some experiments we're gonna try some experiments with like shared vaults and things like that and that's gonna help me and gonna getting into preparation for possibly going with the subscription model. But, you know, I'm still just wanting to hang on to that, that license just like you. But I did try it. So it's, it's, not, um, 
it's not super snappy. I'm sure that if you had a faster Mac and probably some of the M1s that are coming out uh, that are available now, it's probably a little bit snappier. But it is a little bit of a process to get used to. It's like a workflow, just like anything else. You kind of have to train your brain and train your uh, your body movements such that as you're operating it, you know, okay, here's an opportunity. I'm going to unlock it. And then it does. It, it lets you know with a little a little uh message you normally see that same message do you do you use um your macbook pro has touch id on it correct yes so you're used to unlocking it with your fingerprint so it's that same yeah message that comes up yeah so it's the same message that comes up and, and in fact now what's nice is it doesn't actually just unlock immediately which is good because i did have a little bit of concern about that now I live, you know, and work from home just in our house. It's not like I have a whole lot of security threats or do I? Because I have teenagers now. <laughs> they're my little mini security threat. And there's been a couple of times where they've, they've threatened. They're like, mom, 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 can you, can you do this? Can you do this? Like unlock this or whatever. And they've actually like kind of shoved my phone, not in my face because I don't have touch ID. I figure that's coming and I'll just probably like close my eyes. I'm like, nope, nope, not doing it. I'm kind of uh, I'm wondering how that's going to go down when I do get uh, the next iPhone. But uh, they've they've all they've already come up to me and like kind of teased me about like, oh, look, she's half asleep. Let's put her thumb on her on her fingerprint scanner and unlock the phone. And and they've also done that, too, where like one time Lucian wanted to sit down at the computer and he knew all he had to do was just wiggle my wrist and my watch would unlock my computer. <laughs> So there's, you know, there's little hackers afoot here that I have to. My uh, kids were adults consider. by the time the iPhone came out. So <sighs> you I just lucked out. You just lucked out, man. That. And the kids, I have to say, the kids were really good because at one point <laughs> we had one computer for five people. Oh, wow. And <laughs> yeah. the kids never really went on that much. And <laughs> well, it was also the early 2000s. The, the biggest issue we had was AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> Somebody would leave their instant messenger signed in, and then I would uh -huh. have to sign them out so I could sign back into me. That's and funny. that was it, you know. So they uh -huh. didn't. Get, they had their own. Once they went to college, they had their own computers and their own space and away yeah. out of the house. Yeah, yeah. So we never we're had all... to worry about the issues that you have to worry about. Yeah, we're all like really cramped in here, and you know, plus we're all just if we're not geeks, we're nerds. Like my husband isn't much of a geek. We've talked about our, our hubbies as you know they're their love of tech or not. <laughs> they know what my, they know. Yeah. I mean, my husband's just a different kind of geek. He is just not the techie kind of geek. He's more of like a nerdy geek and, you know, he's a physics teacher. So that's just a different ball game. But when it comes to like devices and stuff, he just, just like you, he's like, here, just take care of it. <laughs> doesn't want to be bothered with it. But, you know, that doesn't mean that we don't still like figuring stuff out because that's kind of our nature. And so with the kids, the little one, not so much. He's he's kind of just kind of riding the coattails. But oh, my gosh, my mild solution. He just if it can if it could be hacked, he wants to hack it. It's just his curiosity. It's just an itchiest to scratch. So there's that. <laughs> but yeah, that was exciting to see. And I, I jumped on it and upgraded to the latest operating or the latest version of it. I still haven't upgraded to Big Sur yet. You said no, you you downloaded it, but you're just no, kind of no, waiting, no. right? Yeah. No, no, haven't done anything yet. The last I yeah. heard, it was still not compatible with Super Duper. Okay. So, or I should say, Super 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 Duper is not compatible with Big Sur. So I, but I haven't checked. That's the last that I heard. And I usually yeah. wait a while anyway. Yeah. Just to let the bugs, because you know it's funny because you hear so many people going, "Oh, it's great, I love it," and blah blah blah. 
and others. Oh my God, it was awful. Mm-hmm. I roll back. I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Right. So I yeah. think I've got time. I'm not in any hurry. It's like it needs to kind of stabilize. And I'm not necessarily in a hurry. The only thing that puts pressure on me really is my clients because sometimes so many of them will either their settings are set to just automatically upgrade it and it does it like one day they just come back to the computer and I get a text saying, there's an Apple logo on my screen with a line marching across it. What do I do? (laughs) Oh no, the, the upgrade, you know, came into play. And so with a certain handful of clients that I know well enough that that will freak them out. I've actually manually gone into their computers remotely. I can do this and I've unchecked that box. Like I, I mm-hmm. allow, of course, the software updates for the security patches. Of course, I want those to be installed. And they, you know, I just kind of like have to coach them that, yes, it's it's fine. Just let it finish its course. But when it comes to the major upgrades that are in between, you know, major point upgrades, I say, just wait, just wait. Because so many of them have like old printers and legacy devices and, you know, some of them are hanging on to really old software or even if it's just not the software, they're just used to seeing things a certain way and they can't handle the change so abruptly. And this one is going to be a bit of a change, I believe. It's going to be a good change. I'm looking forward to it. There's a couple of areas that I'd seen in a preview a while ago that concerned me with transparency. And I thought, oh, that's not going to be very readable or legible, but I think they've ironed those out. So. Those are things I'll be looking for. But yeah, like you, I'm just going to I'm going to wait as much as as long as I can. If too many of my clients or you know people I haven't gotten to to uncheck that box, if they're updating and they're starting to panic, then I'll have to, I'll have to update sooner than I would normally like to. But yeah, I like to make a list of all the apps that I use on a regular basis and make sure that they're compatible. Um, what's nice is because I've I've subscribed to either their newsletters or I go to their blogs or I follow them on Twitter, like you can with Geekish Show at Geekish Show. You can follow us and those uh, sorts of things. Uh, Lisa, you're really good about posting articles and things like that. That's been a really great resource for people. But um, for the app developers, I recommend that you go and follow those those app developers on Twitter or on social media. And then usually, if there's been a you know, they'll let you know in advance, usually in advance of the operating system dropping that they're they're either ready to go day one or that they're working on it. So that would be another tip that I would share is to make a list of all your apps and go and, you know, check them off one by one and make sure that they're going to be compatible and not just apps, but printer drivers and any other external devices that you use that are connected to your Mac. Make sure that those are going to be compatible before you allow it to upgrade. And like I said before, go into the system settings, the software update, and um, uncheck that box that says, you know, allow the the operating system up- upgrades. Allow the updates, but the upgrades, I would uncheck that until you're ready. Because otherwise, one day you'll sit down and be like, oh, we're going to upgrade you. And <laughs> too bad. <laughs> sit there and wait and finish it. So I got a big old one on my uh, system preferences, just sitting there staring <laughs> at me. Yep, me too. Okay, 12 gigs. That's a huge yeah, up- yeah. upgrade. Yeah. Plus, I also have a, a one sitting on the App Store because GarageBand mm-hmm. updated yep. too. But I you have that too. I it's like kind of nagging, you know. Like I, I purposely turn off my badges <laughs> on my phone because they just like irritate me. Like I just I want to try. I want to control the phone. I don't want the control, phone to control me. So I turn off all that stuff. But that's one area where I haven't turned it off, and it just sits there annoying me. Oh, but I've been pretty good at resisting. I gotta resist <laughs> till it's time. <laughs> So, so want to start talking about some of our gifts? Yeah. So 
Yep, we got a whole long list here. So we'll, I guess we'll, you got yours first. I guess you can go through yours or we can try to take turns or something. But uh, we ha- we'll have links to these in the show notes. And um, some of these are going to be like affiliate links. So if you would kindly click through on them, if you do decide to purchase, we might get a little bit of a kickback. So full disclosure, a little disclaimer there. Um, doesn't cost you anything extra and it helps us out. And uh, if not, even if you just click on it, I think sometimes, you know, we get points for that. So, so uh, check out our links in the show notes for sure on this one. So what is your first gift on your list? The first one, I never know how to pronounce this. It's either scribbed or scribed. S-C-R-I-B-D. So it's like the word scribed without the D. And this is one of the uh, links that I have with the referral code. So what will happen is if you do click through the link and you sign up, you will get 60 days for free and I will get 30 days for free. But nice. no pressure, you know, however <laughs> you get there, what you know, it's fine. So it's sort of like a cross between Amazon, Kindle Unlimited and Audible, because this is a website where you can get books and audiobooks. So you can either listen to your books or you can read your books. Uh, it is the price is nine ninety nine a month for unlimited, and the thing I like about this better than Audible is that if you like to listen to audiobooks, is that I believe Audible is anywhere from nine ninety nine to fourteen ninety nine, depending on the plan that you decide to subscribe to. But you get one book a month. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, you get to keep your book, but seriously, how many times are you going to re-listen to the same book? I mean, there might be certain right. books that you want to reread and re-listen to. But on a regular basis, how often are you going to do that? This is $9.99 a month, and it's all you can eat. So if you're one of those people that's a voracious reader and you go through a book every couple of days, you can just keep on going. Now, on the negative side, you're not going to get the selection that you will with an Audible or a Kindle Unlimited, but there is still a lot to choose from. So like I said, it's $9.99 a month. There are gift subscriptions that are either $50 for six months or $100 for a year. Now, what happened with me is I signed up for a three a free 30-day trial. And before the end, I got an email offering me a year subscription for $84.99. Huh. So I said, okay, great. And I took it. Now, that doesn't mean everybody gets it or they're going to offer this in the holiday. In the past, they have had holiday deals. So that's something you might want to look into. But one of the nice things also with the script, uh, scribed, we'll call it, subscription, is that you get something called perks, scribed perks. And let me open up that page. I can tell you, okay, now this is included with your subscription. You get Pandora Plus. Oh, my. Which means that's normally a four ninety nine a month value. That means when you listen to Pandora, no ads. So I already have mm-hmm. a regular Pandora subscription. So now when I, you know, clicked on it again, the ads were gone. So that's great. You also get a tune in premium subscription, which is just another music service. You get uh, an app called Peak Pro, which is education. It says flex your cognitive muscles with the most popular brain training games. And that would normally be $2.99 a month. You get a movie subscription. Uh, I think this is pronounced Mubi, M-U-B-I. I haven't gotten into it, but it says watch cult, classic, independent, and award-winning films from around the world. 
normally ten ninety nine a month. Uh, Curiosity Stream, which I've heard I've, about. That's I've heard of them. Uh-huh. Yep, that's free. Con TV and Comics, which is uh, cult classics, anime, B-movies, Star Trek, comics, graphic novels. And then finally, you get Far Faria, which is an education app, which is unlimited read-to-me children's storybooks and bedtime stories for kids ages one to nine. So you get all of these over and above what you're paying each month for a scribe. Yeah, sounds like a good value. Yeah, so, you know, you have to just pick and choose what you've Like I said, the only one that I've gotten is Pandora Plus uh, because the other ones don't don't really appeal to you. me. Yeah. yeah, they don't appeal to me, but that doesn't mean it won't appeal to somebody else. Mm-hmm. You can do a search through Scribe to see, do they have the kind of books that you want? Now, some books are available both in um, to read and to listen to. Some are just books and some are just audio books, and I've done both. There's a lot, mm. there's, there's a few podcasts, there's even sheet music, some magazines, they have bestseller lists, but the easiest thing to do is just type in the name of the book that you're looking for or the name of the author. Let's just see if we can get Geeky Show on the uh, podcast section. There. Um, let me look at podcasts. I, think- I don't think they are that I'm looking at things here and I'm not really seeing. Yeah. It's not one of the things that comes up on the podcast list. Yeah, I mean, I do I'm like. WTF with Mark Marin is on here. Mm-hmm. The Daily from the New York Times I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably have to be like a really big one. Yeah. You know, one thing I, I looked up the app in the app store as you were describing it. And the only other con, the only downside is that uh, there's no Apple Watch version of the app. And we'll talk about this a little bit later, but I really want to start maybe trying to listen to more audiobooks or, you know, stuff in my ears with my watch. Um, it, it's kind of surprises me that they don't have a version because they think Audible has Audible. Than, yeah, guys, sure that's how I listened do. to the last audiobook. Yeah, I just yeah. Through my so phone. I read on my yeah. iPad and I listen through my phone. Mm-hmm. But there's been mm-hmm. a, a yeah. there's you know depending on what you're looking for. I mean, if you're into politics and what's currently going on, you know, either side, there's plenty of books about that. There's books mm-hmm. on um, you know history or the economy or just fantasy mysteries mm-hmm. any kind of fiction so there's there's plenty to choose from you just have to go in and look and see if it's got something that's interesting to you a lot of memoirs yeah, the fact that it's bundled with pandora i mean it, it'd be kind of a neat workflow where you're listening to an audiobook to kind of like relax and chill out and then you can switch to pandora for a workout and then listen to music instead so kind of gives you both both sides of that. Yeah. That's really cool. So yes. good pick. Yeah. So I like that one. So I'd say keep an eye out to see if they have any kind of uh, Black Friday sale. Okay. You want to do what's Masterclass? Okay. So let me get on to that. Okay. So Masterclass is different experts in their fields teaching a class. Uh So right now what they're doing is they're offering a buy one, get one free membership or an annual membership. And this deal is going on through November 30th of 2020. And the gift recipient has one year to activate it. So you can buy it now for yourself and then you can give one to, you know, your member of your family, friend, whomever. And they have, you know, a full year before they have to activate it. And it costs $180 for the entire year. So you're paying $90 for each one. 
So well, this is the perfect time to be doing yeah, something like so this. <laughs> they have they have different. They have uh, let's see. It says here ninety plus classes across nine categories. New classes every month. They have it for the Roku, the Google Play, the, the App Store, the Amazon App Store. They have um, let's see, a new class coming on the twenty fourth, which is this week from Alicia Keys. Let's see. They've got uh, 20 lessons per class. 10 minutes are the average lesson. They've got cooking, arts, entertainment, home and lifestyle, business, food, music, writing, sports, community and government, science and wellness. I just clicked on one at random in the list here and I clicked on Penn and Teller. Teach the art of magic. That looks like fun. Yeah, they've got for under food, wine appreciation, French French pastry fundamentals, uh, Gordon Ramsay. Restaurant and Recipes at Home. Alice Waters teaches the art of home cooking. Wolfgang Pock there. You've got Neil Gaiman, art of storytelling. Jodie Foster, filmmaking. Carlos Santana teaches the art and soul of the guitar. Dan Brown teaching uh, writing thrillers. Tom Morello, electric guitar. Ken Burns, documentary filmmaking. Natalie Portman, acting. There's one taught by Will Wright that teaches game design and theory for our gamers out there. Yeah. So there's lots of different um, topics. And again, this is something that you can look at first before you make your decision. So I thought that was kind of interesting for people who want to do some learning. Ooh, chess. My 11-year-old's trying to teach me that. (laughs) He's making his own master class here at home. (laughs) Well, that looks like fun. Yeah. It's very timely. That was something. Um, the next one is called Clutch Version 2. Clutch is a lightweight credit card size portable battery that you can easily carry in your wallet or a tote or a purse. At oh. the normal price is $49.99. It's currently on sale for $39.99 with free shipping from their website. And in the show notes, I'm going to put in a link to my review of this item from mymac.com. Sweet. It, it's very light. It's um it, very if you go portable. To the, yeah, if you go to the website, they tell you the story of how and why it was created. It works with Android and with iOS. And does um, it have one uh one port or two? It has one port. Okay, so you can only charge one device with it. Mm-hmm. Can you charge an iPad with it? I haven't tried. You probably could, but not get very far, to be honest. Uh Uh Uh, So it's got a little button on the side, so you just click on that to turn it on. It um, comes with a charging cable, and the the lightning port that you would put into your phone is built in to the Uh clutch. It's like um, kind of like on the top of it. You just pop it in and pop it out. Yeah. So it's something nice. It's not going to it's not strong enough that it's going to like last you for a week if you go on vacation right. and not have to recharge it. But at what I'm thinking of it more in terms of you're out and about all day, you either forgot to bring your charging cable with you or you're not in a location where you can charge your phone and you're starting to run out of juice. Pop this. Oh, in. that happens all the time here yeah. in the desert for sure. Yeah. Like pre pre COVID days when we were out and about. I so I actually have something that's similar to this. It's an older version, and it's actually it's it's kind of the same the same thing, but it does have two 
uh, ports on it. I can't even remember who makes it, but it's something that, you know, is about that size, but it's it's more cylindrical. But I always kept it in the pocket of my purse. Oh, is and it then no, I don't even know. I think I got it on sale for like like at Woot, one of those Woot sales. Mm-hmm. And it's lasted for a long time. It has a built-in flashlight in it. So it's, I don't even remember like how much it would have cost. It probably would have been a little bit less than what this is going for. Now this, what has going for it is very slim. So, I mean, you really could just stick this in a pocket. So this would be perfect for teenagers. I mean, I can tell you, teenagers, especially, you know, if they're using older devices, the batteries, you know, the battery life on them isn't all that great. So they're constantly hooked up to chargers. Um, the nice thing that I liked about mine that it would be nice to see if the clutch would do something like this is um, one time I had this situation where I could see where it would it would happen repetitively if we were out more where we were at this like science fair thing. And <laughs> I was talking with this mom and she we were going to take pictures of the kids doing something. And she was like, oh, my battery's my battery's almost dead. And I was like, here, you can charge it with mine. And I had to charge mine. So we kind of stood there. I just had it hanging out of my purse with the cables. That's the the downside of what I have is that you still have to carry a separate cable and it's long and, you know, it kind of hangs on you and stuff. Whereas this clutch is, it's just more compact and it's shorter and you don't have to worry about like, like actually even keeping track of a separate cable because it's all connected. So, you know, you have your, you have to kind of weigh your options there. Um, But this is, this is definitely a really, really cool device, but it, it definitely happens where you're out and about and someone else that's with you runs out of juice. You could be like, here, here, you can, you know, just juice it up on this and, and they'll love you for it. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's a great stocking stuffer because while it might be a little on the higher price for what you would put in a stocking, it's something that, like you said, everybody should have some sort of spare battery. Mm-hmm. For especially phones. teenagers and it fits right into one you know can fit into your wallet it can fit into like one of the credit card you know um sleeves or it can fit mm-hmm. into where you put your your currency i just took mine and threw it in my pocketbook they're even making you know like credit card wallets that you can stick on your phone that have a zippered pouch i bet you could probably fit in something like that yeah depending it's, on the size yep, of it it's very light very portable you, you don't even know those cross bodies. No. Yeah, it, you don't mm-hmm. even know it's there. You can stick it in your back pocket if you don't want to carry anything, but you do. You know, you want to have this battery close by. Just stick it in your back mm-hmm. pocket. Yep. So yeah, I was I was impressed with that. You could charge your AirPods Pro case yes. with it. Yes, you can. <laughs> yep. Yep. Something you Very can do. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. So this speaking is, of battery cases, another yes. battery case. Cool. This one I'm very excited about. So I mentioned oh, earlier yeah. about Clive Hammett suggesting um, a bat uh, a a a, um, a speaker for me. Right. Isn't this because I said I wish that there was that somebody would invent a gizmo that you could stick the HomePod Mini on and then you could carry it around your house because you wanted to have the dot. Well, I think I this was in response to that. I wanted something that um, was a Wi-Fi speaker, but it was portable. Yeah. and the Which tab- the HomePod Mini would be, but it's not portable because you have to plug it into a wall. Correct. And I saw a review that said that the, the plug doesn't even come out. It's not like some other place, you know, some things where you can take the plug, like, like, a, like a laptop, where you can yeah. take the plug out and walk around the house. Well, you cannot right. take the plug out of the HomePod Mini. It is part of the whole right. unit it's like a tail it's attached but Correct. the nice thing about it though is the end of it is USB-C. so that means you could plug it into this and this is USB-C. I take it oh no 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 you're thinking of, i think you're thinking of something else oh so this is called the ggmm d3 battery base for dot three 
So this is for the Echo Dot. It's got to. Oh, this be, is for the Dot. Yep. This is. It's got to be the third generation. It won't work for the current ones because current ones are more like a dome. Uh-huh. This one is more like a disc, like a like a like a just a round flat disc. Right, and this has the little arm that kind of goes across yep. to so kind of keep it show, secure. Obviously, listeners, you can't see, but I'm going to show Melissa what I'm talking about. So you got so, one? Yes. Well, what ended up uh-huh. happening is the regular price of this is twenty nine ninety nine, which is fine. And it has a 15% coupon that brings the price down even a little bit more. So I'm reading the reviews about it. Everybody pretty much seemed to like it. But a lot of people also said it would go on sale for $20.39 when Amazon had lightning deals. So I thought, mm-hmm. okay, since this is an item I want to use by the pool, I'm not in any hurry. It's November. So I don't, not like I need this tomorrow. Mm-hmm. However, this past Tuesday, it went on sale for $20.39 in a lightning deal. Mm-hmm. And I figured, you know, it's probably not going to go much cheaper. And if it does, maybe only a dollar or two. So right. I bought it. Because it was flying. I would look at it and it would be 82% gone. Like, whoa, mm-hmm. I better get this now. It came Yeah, the they're twenty nine ninety nine, And they right now, as of the recording of this, there's a 15% off coupon. So right. they're still, you know, on right. sale. But two hours from now, it could be a lightning deal again. And mm-hmm. the only reason why I knew it was lightning deal is because I put it on my honey list. Uh-huh. They sent me an email. <laughs> I love and, that tool. And by the time I read the email and then looked at it, it was at 78% sold. Because with the lightning deals, it's a certain amount of time mm-hmm. or when it's sold out, whichever comes first. And in this case, it was sold out before the time was over. So I'm mm. sure I got mm-hmm. it right away. It came on Wednesday. And it's exactly what I'm looking for. Oh, so that's fantastic. What it is when it came is you've got this. Okay, so I'm showing Melissa right now. So mm-hmm. right here in the front is the on-off button. So you hold this for two And it lights up and gives and you, you a little see, dot. Yep, you can see the four blue dots to show you that it's full. This is like three right now because I did use it and play with it. Mm-hmm. You rest the dot onto the surface. And then you can see there's these two prongs that stick out in the back. Those mm-hmm. go in the back of the Echo. I you see. Make, okay. and you push it in and you make sure it's in really secure. Mm-hmm. And then you turn this on. And what you do is in the back, you can see here's the charging port. So mm-hmm. you plug this into the wall. You make sure it's charged. And then what happens is the dot gets all its battery power from this unit. Could you charge it while you're listening to it? Yes. Okay. Cool. So what I did is I walked around the house with it just to, you know, make sure it was working. Mm-hmm. And what'll happen is it takes a little longer than the tap. With the tap, you would just hit the button and say, you know, hey, lady, play Pandora and boom, mm-hmm. we'll play. Now you have to turn it on and you have to wait for, you know, the Echo to do its thing and get coordinated and say, okay, I think I'm on now. Am I ready to listen? Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm ready to listen. So give it about 30 seconds yeah. or so. And then when the lights start flash, stop flashing, then you know you can say, hey, hey, lady, play Pandora, do whatever. And it was awesome. That's and cool. So you'll, you'll be, you're already ready for the pool before yeah. the winter season's even so over. it was exactly what I wanted at a cost that was much less. I was willing to yeah, pay like 20 bucks. Yeah, I was willing to pay the $100 for the, the HomePod Mini. I didn't need everything that it offers. All I wanted was the portability. But this... This is great. I'm not looking for this quality sound. I just want something so that I have Wi-Fi out by the pool so I can listen to music while I'm sitting out there. It doesn't have to be, you know, the 
bass is really good and the treble. Yeah. I, I don't care. I yeah. just want to be able to listen to Pandora or a baseball game or, or the news the, or something like that. Or just ask your questions. Yeah. Find out if it's going to rain anytime soon. You know, which is something I did with the tap. If I had a question about something, I could just say, hey, hey, lady, you know, what's the weather what's for the tomorrow? What's the difference between the dot and the tap then? Okay. The See, tap, I'm not an Amazon The tap user. is no longer made. The tap <laughs> oh, okay. was similar to the original I? Echo. There is an okay. Echo speaker. It was a large cylinder. Yeah, that's the tall cylinder thing. And then okay. you had the tap, which was a little shorter and a little thinner. Okay. And the difference between the two is the tap was portable and the Echo was not. Okay. And I want. And why did they stop making the tap? It seems like that would be I don't a really know if popular it was thing. Lack of popularity. I don't know, but for whatever reason, hmm. they stopped making it. So you've basically taken a ta- a dot and turned it into a tap. <laughs> yes, it just won't sort of? be the music won't be as loud because with the okay. tap, it was you know the whole thing is speaker. Aha. Uh-huh. On the outside. This is in the same thing with the with the echo, but it's not as big. Uh huh. What do you think the main purpose of the dot is for? It's a smaller disc, right? Yeah, I mean it's because it's small, so it's easy to just put on a nightstand or mm-hmm. put in the bath. Some people have it in their bathroom, so they can listen to music while they're taking right. a shower. Or I think I've seen one of these in the kitchen of some clients. Yeah, they probably sit in the kitchen for ordering groceries and that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, you can use it as a hub. If you have mm-hmm. Amazon products as opposed to you know the HomeKit products through Apple, some people use. It. In fact, I saw it on, and they're really cheap. I believe it was eighteen dollars on Amazon right now mm-hmm. because this is not the current version. Mm-hmm. So you have to have a three. Well, thank you very much, Clive, for yes, the suggestion. Yes, thank you, Clive. Now, that was... now, if you, I just want to see this made for the HomePod Mini, <laughs> and then maybe I'll get a HomePod Mini with one. Because <laughs> yeah. you can't do, I mean, the, the idea is similar to what I was looking for, but it's got that arm in the way, so it wouldn't, and it's not the same kind of hookup. But if they ever do make something like that where it's USB-C, that all you have to do is just kind of wrap the cord around, kind of like they do for apple watch chargers they make these you know chargers and things you can put on your bed stein but you got to thread the, the cord through it and then mm-hmm. put the little puck in yeah I so i can imagine that would be similar it would be a similar kind of scenario with a with home pod mini you would just take the USB-C cord because i i was relieved to find out that remember we were talking about it on a previous episode how the home pod mini has the cable that comes out the back of it but we were thinking that it actually plugged into the wall because it didn't show it why well, finally enough people are getting these and reviewing them and showing the details up close. And now you can finally see that on the other end of that cable is a USB-C. So that would mean that you can plug it into a battery charger and carry it around the house if you wanted to. It doesn't have to plug into a wall outlet and then that's it. So you plug it into an adapter that goes into the wall outlet, but you could also still plug it into a battery charger that's got a USB-C port on it. So I, I see good things for the future when it comes to that. But this, this is definitely a very good start to get thinking about that thing. Yeah. And see, I, mean, I specifically cool. wanted Wi-Fi, not Bluetooth. Ah, okay. That mm-hmm. was the other thing. Because I have plenty of Bluetooth speakers around the house. I wanted Wi-Fi. And the only other thing I found was a Sonos. But that's even now on sale. Yeah. It's $300. I'm like, wow. I don't, mm-hmm. not to sit by the pool. Like I said, I'm not. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm a music lover, but I'm not an audiophile. So Mm -hmm. I don't need to have these sounds that are just, you know, pristine and perfect. It's like, I just want something in the background. 
And with Bluetooth, I don't know that you could ask it questions and things like that. I think you have to have the Wi-Fi for that feature, right? Because then it would just be yeah. a speaker. Yeah. Whereas this is an actual assistant. Yeah. Which that wasn't speaker. the issue. It was more the issue for me being Wi-Fi over Bluetooth is that it wouldn't kill my battery. Oh, I see. Okay. Because when I had to bring um, Bluetooth speakers out by the pool, it mm, was it I had to, you know, go through the phone. In order to play Pandora or Sirius X. And then charge the phone. Yeah. And then yeah. I, sometimes I would. I would have a portable battery out there stuck in my phone so that it wasn't draining because I'm sending everything to to the speaker via Bluetooth. So, like, you know, yeah. I just this simplifies Wi-Fi. the process for 20 yeah. bucks plus whatever the, the yeah. dot costs. That's pretty, pretty yeah. decent. I mean, 50 bucks. You're talking a total of $50 when all the is price of done. happiness. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> this, this is fine. This, this works great for me. Okay, so my last gift is, if you remember a few weeks ago when we were talking about genealogy, um, Ancestry normally puts their subscriptions on sale during the holidays, so keep an eye out for that. And the best way to stay updated is to go to their website, sign up for their emails, and they'll let you know if the DNA kits go on sale, if they are having a sale on their different subscriptions. It could be anywhere from 20% to 50% off. So that's one thing you can do. So meanwhile, if you're looking for a Mac genealogy program, one of the ones that we talked about was Heritus. Um, I use the Mac family tree, but Heritus is another one that has a Mac app. They currently have what they call their passion gift set on sale. And I'm giving some serious thought to buying it because not only will you get the Heritus 2021 for Mac download, but you will also get a 32 gig flash drive and a Heritus mouse pad all with free <laughs> delivery. And the price of that is 34.99 for all. That is of that. a really adorable looking USB flash drive. It looks like a key that you yes. put into a car, like a silver key. <laughs> That's yep. really cool. And this sale price is good until December 31st, 2020. So this is, you know, a way of getting into genealogy at a lower price. Now, if you decide, and the mouse pad's really sharp looking too. It says "Keep calm and find your ancestors with Heritus." Yeah. That's great. And I could actually use a new mouse pad, but you know, I know they're not that expensive. Yeah, for all the mousing that you do for yeah. clicking and dragging to import the pictures. <laughs> yeah. But if you yeah, decide, that uh, I don't need that. I don't want the the uh, the flash drive. I don't need the mouse pad. I just want the the software. You can do that too. That you can get either through the Heritage website or you can go to the Mac App Store and it's on sale for $23.99. And it's going to be compatible with Big Sur. Mm-hmm. It's already ready to go. Yep. So you have two options there. So now's a good time. And I believe, let me check. I should have looked at this before. I think Mac Family Tree is on sale. Let me just. Yep. Neat. Mac, Mac Family Tree is on sale right now for 20 See, you're in my way. $29.99. Nice. So that's 50% off. So that yeah, we figured that was going to happen. Yeah, that's on sale too if you're interested in Mac Family Tree instead or like me, both. And, and now's the perfect time to be getting these things, not just because they're on sale, but it'll keep your butt home <laughs> doing working on this stuff and still connecting with your family. I mean, I would really love to see it if people would, you know, call each other up on Zoom and talk about their family history and ask questions while they can, you know, and get these stories and, and 
put this stuff into their genealogy. Now, now is a good time for doing that kind of stuff yeah, when people it. are getting together virtually. I got an email this morning from, oh my gosh, I'd have to write it down how I got in touch with her. Her. <laughs> you have to make your math like you. Yeah. I do. I, I do. I wrote down it. Yeah. Her. Right. I think her, it's her husband's family. So her, I think his grandfather was my great-grandmother's brother. Wow. I think it's the way it is. And I found the mental her, gymnastics I found, for I know, you. I'd have to write it all down because that's what I do. I write down like the siblings yeah. and then I do like a little arrow to, you know, figure. Oh, yeah, okay, it's basically a mind made. map is what but you're yeah, making. You got to make a mind map. Morning. I mean, yeah. she's in her late 70s or early 80s. And she emailed me a question about my direct family because she's doing research all over like I am. And I, huh. I found her by um, looking on Facebook, doing Google searches. So there's lots of different ways that you can find family members and then reach out to them, get in touch with them, identify yourself. I think we would, you know, and, you know, Melissa, I think you and I are related because, you know, your grandfather and I think my great grandmother were cousins and here's how mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then you develop all these relationships, and then you can just put everything into these programs. It's good and geeky fun. Yeah. So, so that is it for me. Okay. So I have a list of my own. And uh, like I said, I had, well, you got a head start too with your, your dot uh, charger and things like that. And I had gotten a head start because, uh, like I had said in the intro, that these sales are already going on. They already have been going on. Um, it's kind of frustrating, but exciting at the same time, because, you know, in years past, we would be waiting for Black Friday and waiting for Cyber Monday and just kind of re- reloading the page. Now you kind of have to do that just about every day, you know, and I don't know how many people have time for that. And I don't always have time for it. But when there's something that I want, boy, I, I go out on the hunt. And one of those things that I went out on the hunt for this year was uh, the Apple Watch. So uh, I, I've been telling Lisa, you know, I'm at that point in my purchasing cycle where all of my kit is aging to the point where it's like three, four, five years old and it's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It's still working. It's still trucking along, but I've got little kids who are using this stuff more and more and more, and I'm seeing more use case scenarios where it fits for them. So I have the hand-me-down value that I have to consider. So I'm in a stage where I have to upgrade or else if I just hang on to it, by the time it's time to hand it down, it it really won't be worth much. It won't be able to run the latest operating system. It'll be really, really far behind. So I started looking at the sales and I was able to catch the Apple Watch SE. Now, I only get the 40. I just get the basic one. I don't need the um, cellular plan. I mean, right now, I mean, let's face it, we're not really going places. So I just got the the basic the basic one. You know, I looked at the the SE and I compared it to the Series 6 and I decided that for the price difference, there's like a $120 price difference. And I always ask myself, what are you getting for that additional $120 and is it a good value proposition and does it really meet your needs? Is it really worth it to spend that extra money? And after I looked at them side by side and I compared them all, I really felt that the extra $120 for me just wasn't worth it. And I'll tell you why. So what do you get for the extra $120 for me? It was that always on retina display, the ECG ability to be able to you know, take a, an ECG to check your heart and the blood oxygen sensor. Now, when those features first came out, I got really excited because I'm an asthmatic. 
And I do, you know, and I have heart disease in my family and I take a medication that can affect my heart rate. And I've really loved the series three that I had prior to this. And it would let me know. In fact, there was a time when I had started a medication and it sent my heart rate sky high. Now she told me that I would expect some jitteriness and nervousness and that kind of stuff. And that that was normal, but it just kept going off and I just kept feeling really terrible. And it was enough to make a call into the doctor and I ended up getting an ECG. You know, she ended up hooking me up to the electrodes to check my heart to make sure that everything was okay. And luckily, you know, it turned out fine. I mean, would it have been nice to have had the the ability to run the ECG right from your watch to make a determination? Yeah. But then what are you going to do? You're still going to end up going to the doctor. You're still going to end up reporting that. And then they're probably going to want to run the test on you anyway. They're not just going to say, oh, so your watch told you you're having some heart trouble. Yeah. You know, I mean, sure, it's it's a great tool. I'm not discounting or knocking it. Well, maybe I'm discounting it just a little bit. Um, but I still think you need to follow up with your doctor. That, that can't be your, your be all end all. And for me, I already have those kinds of tools in place, like, like having the the heart health alert me when my heart rate is like spiraling out of control. If that if that does happen, it doesn't happen much. But when it does, I like knowing about it. That's something that I didn't have before I had an Apple Watch that monitored that kind of stuff. That's not a tool that I that I have in my medical bag, you know, so to so to say. But what I do have is I do have a pulse oximeter. I have an uh, blood oxygen meter. It measures both my my heart rate and my blood oxygen level. And it's just the kind that you stick your finger in. You know, of course, I got it in purple. (laughs) Had to. But, you know, I keep that by my bedstand. And that's just something that I live with because of my because of my lung condition. That's something that I'm used to checking. So I already kind of had that tool already ready to go. So for me, I just wasn't really wanting to spend an additional than $120 for those features. And then um in addition to that, have the always-on retina display. I'm used to just flicking my watch and then, or just tapping it, you know, that's just part of my workflow. So for me, it just made more sense to just go with the the Apple Watch SE. And then a little bit later, I'll tell you what I ended up doing to repurpose that $120 savings. Uh, so that was my first thing on my list was the Apple Watch SE. Sorry about the little noise there. I fixed that up and we'll see if that sounds a little bit better. Okay, so uh, the tip that I have in um, when I got this Apple Watch SE, I don't know if you've tried this yet, Elisa, or not, but uh, I noticed that in WatchOS 7, did you know that you can now edit each of your activity goals? Have you tried doing that? No. You know how we've always talked about how you don't get enough credit for the exercise goal? Because it's 30 minutes. You have to get 30 minutes in in order to get that circle closed. You can now, on your Apple Watch, go into the activity section. You can tap on it, and if you scroll all the way to the bottom, you can now edit the amount of exercise Mm -hmm. minutes. You can edit the amount of calories. Now, you probably could, I know, I'm pretty sure the calories you could edit before. Yes, you could. But now you can can edit all three. Yes. Now you can edit the, in in addition to the caloric, you can edit the the exercise minutes. So, like, I bumped mine back down to, like, 10 minutes because 30 minutes, to be honest, I mean, for me, for my body, for my health condition is a bit of an intimidation. And it kind of makes me give up. And I think, oh, I can't get 30 but minutes. But it doesn't in have thought. to be 30 minutes at one time. It could be right. 10 minutes yeah. three times a day because you're walking mm-hmm. the dog morning, noon, and night. And there's yeah. their 30-minute exercise. 
I just don't, I have to train myself to do it. And I think having the ability to be able to edit it is going to help me because now I can make it 10 minutes and I can hit that goal. And then if I maybe do it more than once, more than twice, more than three times, then I'll know that I can bump it up, you know? So I just, I just wanted to, wanted the ability to be able to kind of back it down and start out smaller and have little smaller goals so that it'll encourage me more. I think, I think I'll do it more if I, if I get that more positive reinforcement. And what was the other thing? The, There's also the weekly summary too, right above it. So you yeah. can have an idea mm-hmm. of how you've done so far this week right. without having to go to your phone. Right. So I just thought that was a really nice thing to pull out in addition to talking about the the new Apple Watches and the new operating system, which is WatchOS 7, that you can now have those features. And I have to say this, this SE, I'm really, really loving it. And um, quick little story about it. When I ordered it, you know, I, just like you, I was watching the sales and it was something that I kind of knew I wanted. So I was looking out for it and I saw this dip down. Now, right now they're a little high. I think they're like 250. But as soon as I saw it dip down to like 229, I think for the second or third time, I thought, I think that's about as low as it's going to go for now. I still think that we might see a little bit better of a price point, maybe maybe closer to Black Friday or Cyber Monday. But this is $50 off is pretty, pretty good. I mean, that's that's about as good as you're going to get. So when it went down to 229, I grabbed it and I was I was like hemming and hawing. I was like looking at the the space gray and that, yeah, the, this will be my third watch. And so I've always gotten the silver aluminum because I wear a silver wedding band. It's like white gold, but it's a it's silver. And I always thought, oh, I want, you know, my medals to match. But I really, really like the, the look of the the black, the black face against the space gray, plus the rest of my gear is space gray. And I was like, oh, I really, really like the way that looks, but eh, I should probably stick with, you know, keeping the metals the same. Well, guess what? I ordered the silver, but they sent me the space gray. Oh. And at first I was like, oh, they sent me the wrong color because I double checked it. I was like, oh, I was really tired when I ordered it. Maybe, you know, maybe I did click the wrong one. No, I looked, it said, it definitely said silver aluminum. Space gray is what came in the box. But I'll tell you what, when I when I opened it up and it had the black watch band, I thought, hmm, I could get used to this. I, I think I really like this. And then when I put it on, I thought, yep, I'm going to keep it. Because you know why? Having the black face against the black or the, you know, it's it's almost black. It's a very dark gray. It just, it's, it's higher contrast. I feel like I can see the screen. I mean, overall, it's a bigger screen. So it's a lot easier on the eyes. But I mean, it's just it's really responsive. And I like I like that edge to edge design. It's it's been really, really great. Do you what color do you you have the series five, but it's the same form factor, I believe. Mm-hmm. What, what case color do you have? I have silver. OK, so you're silver, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, I looked at also and I'll talk about this a little bit later, too. They make watch covers so you can change up the look of it. And, it, you know, it doesn't really impact it all that much, depending on what you get. So uh, Apple Watch. SE is my first pick in the list. And then that was my tip for watchOS 7. And then to go along with this, this is kind of a, a theme that I that I have going here because like I said, I you know was looking at all this stuff to put it together. The next thing on my list are are two different kinds of uh, elastic watch, Apple watch bands. Elise and I love our watch bands. We're always like trying to get, you know, cool new stuff. And we don't really like to get the really expensive Apple, you know, ones because they they are. They're just really expensive and you can get a lot more. Uh, choice for the the lower priced ones on Amazon. And so I found two different kinds of elastic bands that I'll link to. The first one, uh, I'm probably going to butcher this. I'm going to say it's made by Zalaver. Mm. And uh, these are a stretchy elastic band. They're compatible with the Series 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and of course the SE, which is what I just got. And they're under $7. I mean, 
it's just, I think it's a really great price. And I'll tell you what, this is the first elastic band that I got. I don't know if you can see that, Elisa, but yeah. I just, I love it. It is so comfortable because now we're washing our hands much more than we used to. I've always been a frequent Advid hand washer, almost kind of compulsive. Um, and it's always irritated me that I have to, you know, really try to lurch the band up or completely just take it off and I'm constantly disinfecting it. Well, now I can just move it up on my wrist. And for the most part, I don't have to keep constantly unlocking it. Occasionally I do, but for the most part, I can I can move it up just enough, wash my hands and it doesn't get all wet and then bring it back down again. They're really easy to change out. They're really easy to get on and off. You can still put it on your charger, no, no problem. So I really highly recommend uh, that particular elastic band. It comes in different styles. And, it's, and then the, it's snug enough for you because that's interesting. It is. It is. In fact, they give you different uh, sizes. And I'm glad you brought up the size because that's what I'm going to talk about for the next one. So for this band. So because I upgraded my watch, I was able to hand my Series 3 down. And my husband has a hand-me-down. And then a good friend of ours just gifted me one of his old, older watches because he upgraded. So thank you very much. And so now Keegan can have one of the hand-me-downs. So now... You know, here we, we talked about this a while ago and I thought, oh, my, my kids are, you know, they'll never get like Apple watches. I mean, one of them was using like an older busted one that somebody had given me that, you know, it barely worked, but it just worked enough to tell the time and stuff. But now Keegan will finally have one. And so his wrists are really, really small. So for people who have really thin wrists or for, for children, I highly recommend this one is made by, I'm going to say it's it's pronounced Sisten. C-I-S-S-D-E-N. We'll have a link to it. You know how they always have these, these long titles. But this is a lightweight nylon breathable sports replacement strap. And the thing about this one, if you look at the picture, you can kind of see it's stretchy. It's a, it's a And these are just plain colors, by the way. So I got this in a navy blue. Um, what they have down the backing is a strip of, I guess I want to call it silicone or something. It kind of reminds me of like, um, you know, like hot glue. Like if somebody drew a line of hot glue, it's not hot glue. It's, it's like a stretchy elastic band that goes over top of the elastic. And what that does is it prevents them from sliding up and down your wrist. So if you want it to like stay put, it's got kind of a grippy back to it. So I got that for the little one. And again, it's under seven bucks. I think this was even on sale for less than that. It was like $5, I think, when I got it. So, and they have them in smaller sizes. So I really liked those bands. And then what was the other one? And then there was a case protector that I paired it with. Now these come in a three pack and I picked the black, sea blue, and silver. Now these don't fit my SE. These fit the series three, two, and one. I am going to be looking for one because now that I've tried them on the kids and the hubby's watches, I really like these not only just because of the color, because now you can take a silver watch and make it black or take a black watch and make it silver. But there's a really nice blue one that matches that band that I got for Keegan. So now he has a blue watch and he's just totally tickled about it. But what's really great about these is they don't really impact the touch sensitivity of the screen. Because I did, I had gotten one of these, I'll, I'll show you on camera, Lisa. I got one of these like, um, you know, kind of soft P TPU plastic ones to go over it. No good. No bueno. <laughs> they do not work very well on the touchscreen. There's too many misfires. You can't tap and get what you need to get at. But these, I don't know what it is about the construction of these, but they're they're really good. Um, they they don't impact the touch display much at all. So I will have a link to those in the notes, and those are they're made by Eseni, I guess. Um, they're just a set of three 
screen protector cases and they just kind of clip on. They're hard to get on and off, but once you get them on, they, they're really nice and they, they don't impact the controls too much at all. Let's see what's uh, on my list. Oh, audio. So I did it, Lisa. What did I you do? finally, I figured out how to make shared audio work. <laughs> okay. Remember we were talking about this a little bit? Yeah. You wanted to I was Roku. Yep. Yep. I was considering. So the problem to be solved was, you know, late at night, the hubby and I want to watch TV, but the kids are in bed. We live in a small house. The sound carries and the kids complain about us watching the gore and, you know, stuff with lots of swearing in it and stuff. So I wanted to find a way to make it so that we could both listen to it. And I, I have already figured out with the Apple TV, you can pair one set of Bluetooth headphones to it. And it's pretty good about just anyone. It doesn't have to be an Apple or Beats. But for audio sharing to work, not only does it have to be an Apple headset, whether it's AirPods or AirPods Pro or Beats, it also has to be one of the newer Apple TVs, the, the 4K model, which we don't have. We have the HD version. I figured out a way. And, and this was really frustrating me because you could only pair one headset at a time. I got excited because they they made it so that you can pair more than one gaming controller. And I thought, well, if you can do that, why can't you do more than one pair of headsets? Nope, it will only work with one headset. So I went on the hunt and I started researching this. I thought, this has got to be, somebody else has this problem. I had asked you about it. I thought, somebody's got to have a solution to this. Well, it turns out there is a gizmo that you can get. It's called a Bluetooth transmitter. And this one that I that I was able to pick up for 30 bucks is made by Tautronics. I believe that's how you say it. So what you can do is you can add this transmitter between your aging Apple TV HD. So you might not be ready to upgrade yet. That's the reason why I didn't want to go out and look for sales on a new Apple TV because the rumors are that they might be working on an upgrade. So I want to kind of wait on that. I'm not ready that's just not something I'm ready to to drop money on. So this is a good intermediary. This is a good thing to put between your your aging Apple TV HD and your dumb TV. <laughs> I have a dumb TV. I don't have a, a smart TV. It's still pretty old yet. And so for 30 bucks, you can hook up this Bluetooth transmitter. So it connects to if you have a uh, you know the audio ports on the back of your TV or on the side of your TV. We have one that you can hook a, a game system to it. And then you can plug in the 35 millimeter uh, headphone cord to it. And that goes between the transmitter and the TV. And then it transmits a Bluetooth signal that you can then connect two headsets to. So this has been our solution for getting shared audio. Now it's a little bit on the janky side. Um, occasionally it will lose one of the, the headphones and you have to get up like a cave person <laughs> and go press the button the because nerve, you can't. The nerve. Right. And, and it is. The, the nice thing about this one is um, you it works as both a transmitter and a receiver. So you could take, for example, an old iPod that doesn't have Bluetooth and and plug this into the, the headphone port and carry it around with you. So it is portable, but in the, in, in the way that we're using it, it has to be connected to the TV because it has to transmit the sound that way. Now, I could probably go and get like a really long, and I think I, I do have one <laughs> in my pile of junk somewhere in cables. I could probably hook up a long 35 millimeter audio cable to it and have it stretch, you know, so we wouldn't have to get up and go press it when it disconnects. But other than that, it works pretty well and it solves the problem for now. It, it does what we need to do and we can now listen to our TV shows. So the Tautronics Bluetooth 5.0 transmitter 
Uh, I said it's for around thirty dollars. We'll have a link to that in the show notes, and that is a great little stock, you know, a little on the more costlier side for a stocking stuffer, but nonetheless a nice, cute little stocking stuffer that small enough that you can get somebody for a gift. And keeping with the audio theme, remember when I said that I found a good way to repurpose that $120 that I saved by not getting the Apple Watch Series 6? Well, but I decided to something else to buy. Another thing that I pounced on is Susan went for $50 off. So sales are to be had on Apple AirPods Pro. I have been wanting a pair of these, lusting for a pair of these for the longest time. I'm really, really super, super picky about earbuds. I think you had said that you're worried about them maybe falling out of your ears. That was definitely a big concern because the older design really did just that. Doesn't stay in the ear. I've had like knockoff versions of it. Same kind of design, but I knew that it wouldn't work once I had those. And that was my first fear. Totally not not a problem. They stay in your ears. The I would I would say I will start out with the the downsides first because there's not that many of them, which is a good thing, but they are downsides nonetheless that I should bring up. Um, the ear tips, when you first start to put them in, after wearing them for just a little while, they do become painful. So that's something that I'm investigating. It could be an allergic reaction to the silicone. I mean, it's not terribly. It's not like it aches and aches and aches and throbs or anything. But it's just enough that it gives you, I would I would call it ear fatigue. So I do experience some ear fatigue with wearing these for a long period of time. That's the first downside. What it's is something a long I think you period just, of time for you? Well, I mean, it could be an hour or two hours that I'm walking around with them in my ears. Now, I might not be listening to things that often because I'm still kind of in the real testing out phases. Um, There's just so many interruptions in this household (laughs) that so many times I'll be listening to it and the kids ask me something or they need something or the phone rings or I have to do something. And I end up just, you know, I leave them in, but I'm not actually actively listening to something because I'm still trying to kind of get used to having them in my ears as kind of a a training. So it could be an hour or two. That brings me to the second downside, which is battery life. The battery life is like under four hours, I want to say. And it almost feels like because I'm so um, hyper vigilant about batteries (laughs) because of where I live, you know, things just drain so quickly around here because of the heat. So I'm constantly checking the batteries uh, signal, which is really, really easy to do because I'll tell you, for every little thing, I swear, since I've had these, for every little thing, I thought, well, what about this? There's an answer to it. Well, what about that? There's an answer to it. One of the questions that I had was, well, you know, how do you know if you're running down on battery? You put the widget on your iPhone screen, or you can just bring the thing right up to your phone, press the button, and it tells you, not only does it tell you if the case is being charged, it there's like a little lightning symbol under each item. So there'll be three things. There's the case, And then there's the left bud and the right bud. And it tells you the charge of each individual piece, whether or not it's charging, whether or not it's out of the charger or, you know, if you're holding on to it or something, or if it's just in your ear, it lets you know the the signal or not the signal, the the battery percentage every step of the way. So you always know where you stand with it. And that makes it easier to know, okay, it's time to pop them in the the case. And that's really all you have to do is just kind of like what we were talking about before with that battery. Uh, clutch that you picked out on your list. Um, same kind of deal. You just pop them in the case and juice them up. You know, it's just a matter of just because you you have to give your ears breaks throughout the day anyway. So I don't know how long you would want to even wear these things for, but I mean, four hours is is enough time to accomplish a phone call, 
um, maybe a podcast recording. I'll have to give that a try so that this wire here isn't banging against my microphone anymore. I'll have to try that next time now that I that I have them. Um, you know, listening to an audiobook, like you said. When you mentioned the audiobook service, the scribed, I kept thinking, oh man, that would be really cool because now I'm trying to get into listening to more audiobooks, more podcasts, because now that I have these, I'm trying to create more of a personal space for myself. You know, last episode we talked about setting boundaries and things. And this is one of those ways that I'm able to do that by popping these into my ears and the kids can see that they're in my ears and they, you know, they're starting to get used to the idea. That's also part of the training too, is like I kind of walk around with them in my ears and they they know, okay, mom's listening to music or whatever. So we're going to have to go up to her or, you know, wait or send her a text or something. <laughs> so uh, just to review the the downsides a little bit, you know, they're a little bit painful. You have to get used to wearing them. I am going to order a pair of foam tips. Um, I've been doing some research on this and a lot of people say that they respond better to the the foam tips as compared to the silicone. So that's something I'll give a try and I'll report back on that. And like I said, the battery life, but again, you know, the battery life does kind of stink on them, but you always know where you stand with the battery life. So it's just a matter of managing your expectations and adjusting your workflow for making sure that they get charged up. Um, and then the last thing that I put on the list of, of downsides or, or cons is that these things are scary tiny. <laughs> They're so teeny tiny and I'm terrified of losing one. So I think I'll be looking into some ex accessories like maybe um, like a wire that goes where you can clip up into the end and hang it around your neck if you have to pop them out or something. I mean, they really should just go directly into the case. So I'll probably be looking for a carabiner, like a little case skin, something like that. So those are really the only three downsides, I would say. The rest of it has been seller. I mean, the sound quality is amazing. The uh, noise cancellation is amazing. One of the tricks that I like to do is when I put it in my ear, I go like this, you know, just with my fingertips to see if I can hear that. And as soon as I turn on the noise cancellation, I can't hear that, <laughs> you know, so that's that's how good it is. Like I said, they do stay in the ears. I don't worry about them falling out. That's not really a fear of mine. If anything, they do go pretty deep into your canal. And that's something that you definitely need to know ahead of time with getting these. Because if you suffer from ear infections a lot, it's something you're really going to want to think hard, long and hard about. Because it does kind of make me more aware of my my ear health. And that was the other thing that I thought about. I was really... I was really agonizing over the cost of these because I really just hate spending that much money on myself, you know, all at once. But I really considered the fact that, you know, I saved money by not getting, you know, the the Series 6 watch. And then I also thought about how, you know, normally I spend this much and more on eye exams and I haven't been to the eye doctor yet. Now, that doesn't mean I'm giving up on my eye health. I did get myself a pair of readers. But this was another thing that I could do for my health, for my sanity, for my mental health. And it's also making me pay more attention to my hearing health as well, because I'm always constantly like cleaning them and making sure my ears are clean. So it definitely does bring awareness to that. You really should pay attention to stuff that you put inside your, your ear. So that being said, give that some consideration. It, it may or may not be for you, but for me, it, it seems to be working out okay. Um, I haven't had like the pressure buildup. That's the thing that I love about these is other earbuds that I've tried that go in your ears in the past. The thing that I cannot stand is, you know, when I want to sit down and eat something, that's usually when I want to watch some YouTube videos or I want to watch something with sound in my ears. And having earbuds inside of your ears that aren't fit properly, you hear yourself chewing and you just feel like you're all filled up by it. Yeah, or I know what you mean. 
Or like, say you're walking across the house, you know, you hear your footsteps inside your head or you hear yourself breathing. That does not happen with these. And that was, you know, one person had said that in a review and I thought, okay, I'll be putting that to the test first. And it's it's true what they say that it does not plug you up. Of course, everybody's mileage is going to vary. Everybody's ears are shaped differently and it could be different for everybody. So, so take that with a grain of salt. But that was my other thing on the list. And then um, I'm going to go through the rest of this list pretty quickly because we're running out of time. But I have some other odds and ends that I thought were, you know, kind of techy, kind of geeky. One of the things that I did manage to get was one of those contactless forehead thermometer readers. Um, <laughs> you remember having kids and having to take their temperature a lot, right? And what kind of thermometers did you use with your kids? Did you use the the oral kind? Just the regular oral kind that goes under their tongue. Mm-hmm. They didn't have so, all these fancier ones when my remember, yeah. <laughs> I'm remember I'm old. <laughs> well, that's why I kind of wanted to get your take on it. I wondered if you had ever had the femoral artery. Is it called the femoral? No, the, not the femoral. That's your like the temporal artery that runs through your forehead down to the temple. So there's a temporal artery, and those were really popular when I was beginning having babies. And those were in all the you always saw them at the at the baby showers. Those were like the number one go to gift was these uh, thermometers because. It's really hard to get, of course, you can't take a baby's temperature that way. You have to use a rectal thermometer. But when I was having babies, all the scare was like, don't use a rectal thermometer. You might not be able to use it correctly and you could injure your child. And, you know, of course, we were, you know, verboten to use any of the glass ones because they could break. So these temporal artery thermometers became really popular because they were nice and easy and could just run it across the kid's forehead. Now, what I've learned since then is that those kind of run a little bit on the low side. So now with COVID and all the temperature testing, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of focus, a lot of thought being put into temperature readings and stuff. Now, I don't know, you know, it depends on where you fall in in your opinion on that. I kind of think that sometimes maybe it's like, well, maybe it's overkill or maybe it's not very accurate. It's not a very good metric to use, but it is nonetheless a metric and we we need all the help that we can get. And when there was a threat of, and there still always is looming over our heads, depending on how things go, of my husband having to go back in, he was going to have to be making sure that he checked his temperature before he left the house. Now, the consideration for something like this, and this is called the iHealth No-Touch Forehead Thermometer, and it runs about like $25, I want to say. I think it got on sale for just a little bit less than that. Just like you, it was like one of those um, one of those deals. So it's one of those things to look for. Again, there'll be a, a link to it in the show notes. I really like this one. It's it's fast. It's easy. Again, it's contactless. And the reason why that is so important here in the desert, again, you know, this desert dwelling kind of thing, we can't use the oral thermometers. I mean, we can, but they're not practical. And I'll tell you why. Because in order to get an accurate, good reading, you can't have drank anything within the last 15 minutes. And you just saw how many times I've had to stop to take a drink here because I'm really, you know, it gets really dry at times, especially how the heat's been running. Um, and in the, in the hot summer, we're constantly drinking water. We're constantly drinking some beverage. We're constantly watering ourselves. Or if you're not watering yourself, you're eating something. So to find that 15-minute window of time where that hasn't occurred is a bit of a challenge here. And then as far as the the forehead is concerned, running the the temporal artery scanner on an adult or an older sweaty teen isn't as uh, isn't as logical to do because of the sweat that beads on your forehead. So, so there's that to go on, and plus they're just not quite as accurate. So I really like the idea of this. This something that if we were going to be needing to do this on a regular basis, 
when it was really, really hot here, like it's not as much of a stress right now, but boy, I was, I'm telling you, I was stressing when we were having triple digits and it was like 113 degrees here. When you have to go to a doctor's appointment that you've had scheduled for weeks, sometimes months, and you go, because this actually happened to us, and if you're running a quote-unquote fever, I mean, they have a threshold here. It's 100.5. And my little guy was running, or is 100.4, I should say. He was running 100.5. Why? Because we were in the hot sun. We were in triple-digit heat. And I don't think their air conditioning was pumping too much because by the time we got to the little waiting room, he just couldn't cool down. So we ended up having to have to reschedule the appointment. So that gets to be really close when you live in a desert environment and you have triple digits and you have to have your temperature checked. It can be, you can run really close to that threshold and and there's a chance that you could lose that appointment. So that became a need of ours and that's why I, I grabbed that. So I think that, um, you know, even just for new parents or people who have to work, um, that have to go out and, and go into this stuff and they need to check their temperature on a regular basis. It's really quick. It's easy. You can do it for multiple people and there's no contact. And this is what they're using um, at some of the clinics that I see around town. So I thought that would be a good, um, you know, kind of borderline stocking stuffer type of gift for the practical geek in your life. And then these next couple of things um, I'm theming as let there be light. <laughs> the first one, it seems very simple and kind of low tech, but it's a book light. Um, it's a rechargeable book light. And what's great about this is it's got that amber light. It's not a white light. It's not a blue light. It's an amber light. And they're really easy to recharge. I got two of these. I think they're German built. They're they're built really nicely. They're designed really well. They don't feel cheap at all. And they clamp onto a book or they clamp onto like your, you know, your, your bed stand or something. And they're really great. They're like a little mini gooseneck and no batteries to fumble around with. You just charge them and boy, do they last. I think I don't think I've had to charge one of them yet. Like I've had two of them and I think I've charged one of them. So we have two kind of in circulation for our, our book readers. So this, um, it's made by Vecchia. It's an amber rechargeable seven LED eye care book light. And I think it has three different levels. Really, really fantastic book light. And then the second thing in that theme is a gravity electric pepper grinder. <laughs> this one could be uh, pepper or salt. And what I really like about this is we we got one. Not this exact model, but we got one that has the blue light. And when I read the reviews for this one, people were complaining about the blue light versus the white light that I guess you can see it better. I haven't really noticed that much because we usually use it at the dinner table where there's plenty of light anyway. But now the kids love to grind pepper for us because it's battery operated, but you just take it and you tilt it and the light glows and it it grinds the pepper for you and you can change the coarseness of the pepper. So there's not any twisting. You just tilt it and it starts grinding. It's really, really cool. So it's just a fun little gift for like, you know, under 10 or $15. And then the last thing on that list there for Let There Be Light is, now this sounds weird. Like, why would I pick this? It's a sewing machine LED light strip. So these are typically made for sewing machines that are maybe older that don't have an actual light on them. So it's a strip that has a, a tacky strip on the other side of it. And you would tape it up under your sewing machine. And then it has a dimmer switch on it that you just tap. You can tap it to turn it on or off. And then you can tap and hold and it will make it dimmer or brighter. And where I've put this into use is right above my um, right above my my display. I have a um I have a desk lamp that stretches out, but at night when I'm working really late, 
uh, it keeps my husband up because the light is pretty bright. Whereas this one, I can make it dim and it's just enough light so that I can still see the keyboard if I need to or see stuff on my desk. So it's just a nice like geeky little thing to tack up at your workstation. Uh, and then um, a couple more things. If you want to try to to eke out some more life out of maybe that older iPhone, or if you just want to be prepared, if you're going to get one of the newer, uh, the 2020 SE iPhone model, this is a Wixon battery case for the iPhone. We had gotten this for my teenager because he has an aging uh, success that he's using. And off of my watch. <laughs> Shush, quiet. <laughs> um, so this, we had gotten this for the teenager because he has an older phone and, you know, he's constantly having to charge it. So we got this nice slim case and it feels really good in the hand. It's it's not like super rubbery, but it's not slick either. It's got a good grip. It's nice thin profile. And I haven't seen him having to plug it into one of the bigger chargers that we have. So he's been really happy with that. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes. So that's working out well because my husband has yeah. an SC. I just got him in February. Now it's the 2020 SE. Yeah. Yeah, it says, so based on the form factor, this is supposed to fit that model because they're the same size. Um, it says it's for the 6, the 6S, the 7, the 8, and the SE. So they're all kind of around that same form factor. I guess it kind of, you know, hugs it and the camera cutout is the same. It's just got the oval up at the top. Yeah, I'll have to so it looks like it, it should work. It's $22 yeah, it's like, with a $3 yeah. coupon. Yeah, it's like around 20 bucks. So yeah. for 20 bucks, and it's a battery pack that just slips right onto the phone. You know, and then you just charge the the battery pack up. So it seems to be working out for us pretty well. And he's been using it for uh, about a week or two now. Hasn't he? Would tell me if he had any complaints about it. So See, I uh, trust his it. judgment on that. Mm -hmm. Keep the link. Keep. I'll keep that tab open. <laughs> uh oh, I've already cost you some money. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last two things that I have on my list, I'm I'm calling technical support. <laughs> These are um, things that you can attach to your workstation. The first one, and that's what I was using earlier today. That's why I apologize. There was a little bit of noise on the podcast because of the way I, I have to readjust things. But I have this elbow mount. I'll have to, you can see what it looks like in the picture. But I actually have this attached to my keyboard tray. And I've been having a lot of arm and shoulder pain. And what this does is it, it almost has kind of a ratchet system. And you, it's a cradle for your forearm or your elbow, depending on how you want to sit at your desk. And you just rest your arm or your forearm in it, and then you can adjust the height or lower it depending on where you need your shoulder to be raised because it's on your it's on my mousing side. So that has been alleviating some of the the shoulder pain that I've had while I've been sitting here. And this says it's made by Vivo. It's a Vivo Black Universal Clamp-On Adjustable Armrest. So that, I wanted to recommend that for technical support because that has been giving me some actual good support here. And then the last thing on my list is an iPad stand holder. This is one of those things that has the kusnuk where it has the, the clamp and you, you kind of wrestle your iPad into it. And let me tell you something, this has helped in two ways. I have it clamped to, my, uh, to the headboard of my bed. We have kind of a metal design going and it's black, so it, it fits in with the decor. But I can actually, when I'm not feeling well, or there's times when I get stuck in bed, and I could actually kind of have that like over my head and I put my iPad in and, and then I can hook up my AirPods and I can watch, you know, TV basically because you can run the Apple TV app on it. 
Uh, so it's been helping out for that purpose. And then where it really, really was shining was a little while ago, um, my kiddo was having a lot of trouble using his his Chromebook to get connected to his Zoom calls. And what we did as a solution was we put his iPad, I have an older iPad that we use for that purpose, and we put it into this this grip and I had it clamped to his desk. And what made those Zoom calls a little bit more tolerable, a little bit more functional was to have Zoom going on the iPad and then he could use his his Chromebook for, you know, the rest of his work and stuff. So if he needed to chat, he could just, you know, poke on it and we use a Bluetooth keyboard anyway. So that worked out really well for distance learning. So it might be something for people to consider. And I want to say it's around $15 or so. Um, it's really, really well made. It it clamps on, you twist it down, you know, it has like a, has like a, a bracket that clamps onto a desk or you know, any kind of, um, it's adjustable so it can be thicker or thinner. And then it just has one of those really strong bendable metal that you can, you can shape it into any shape that you want. So we had it kind of, you know, bending over so that it would be uh, facing him and he could use it as the webcam. So that really, really worked out for us. And that was the last thing on my list. So like I said, there's bound to be something for everybody in here and, you know, take a look at our list and click through and see if there's something that works for you. And if you still can't find something, I recommend checking out the wire cutter. They have a lot of different um, articles about gifts for different ages, for people who are geeks, for people who are cooks, for people who like to read, uh, for men, for women, for college students. So they have a lot of different holiday gift guides, but they also have like, uh, I'm looking right here, it's got the best gifts for people who work from home. They also have guides about the best cable modems, security, Wi-Fi boosters and extenders, uh, Nintendo Switch versus a Switch Lite. So there's plenty of articles on the wire cutter to help you decide what suitcase do you want to buy if we ever travel again? You know, airlines, credit cards, which one is better? Why is credit card A possibly better than credit card B, et cetera, et cetera. So that's a good resource to check out. Yeah, those are really helpful because right now about, I, I bet a lot of people are going to be really, really looking for sales on routers or modems or some kind of combination because people are realizing that they're really pinched with having to do, to do all this working from home and learning from home. And now would be a good time to upgrade your router. Yeah. So if, if they have uh, if they have good explainer articles that, that evaluate them, I would I would definitely recommend checking those out. And as a side note, Eros have been on sale lately, their newest models. So that's something to look into if you're looking for routers. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll have to talk about that on another episode, how mm. I've been trying to uh, <laughs> wrangle the distractions and parental controls. That'll be fun. Mm. <laughs> we'll save okay. that for next time. So we were going to wrap up this slightly longer episode of Geekiest Show Ever. We would love some feedback. We would love to know if you have any of these items that Melissa and I have spoken about and you already have them, let us know. What do you think of them? Do you recommend them also? Do you have something else that you think might be a little bit better? How can listeners get a hold of us, Melissa? They can either leave us a comment on the blog. You can head over to geekiestshowever.com. And if you're listening to this in your favorite podcast player, please do check out the show notes. We try to put links in there. We try to make them to work. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they do. But when they do, they're really awesome. So make sure you click and read through the show notes so you can see all of the things that we've been talking about and you don't have to go out and hunting for it. We kind of did all that work for you. And you can also contact us on Twitter. And where can they do that, Elisa? 
at Geekiest Show. Um, we would love to, you know, have some back and forth with you, whether it be on Twitter or whether it be through the blog. Please let us know what you think, some topic ideas, um, any, you know, any comments about what we've talked about. There's also good old fashioned email podcast show ever.com. Mm-hmm. So today is Sunday. This coming Thursday is Thanksgiving. We want to wish everyone a happy and safe Thanksgiving. If you celebrate it, please stay safe. Um, we want to see you for the next episode. Yeah. Check out our genealogy links and go investigate that and, and see if you can use that to find a way to connect with your family remotely. Yeah. So with that, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Five, four, three, two, one. And we are go. Go, wait, go where? The commercial guy. We're recording a commercial for the MyMac.com podcast. Ah, so we're recording the podcast now. Well, well, no, not now. At the moment, we're recording this commercial. So when do we go? Go where? I don't know. You started this whole go thing. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. We have no idea what we'll say next. <laughs>